Pardon me. Pardon me. Excuse me. is coming at you again, you maniacs. My name is Darian. It's just me this week. It's another solo show. Apologies up front for that. Uh, Monica is still in the hospital. She got into a car accident, ladies and gentlemen, to top things off. So she can't even have her surgery because she was in another car accident Friday night. She's fine. She, I mean, she's fine by Monica's standards, which I know is far from fine. But she's not any worse because of the accident. At least I don't think so. Uh, so let's all wish her the best. Buddy, I don't know what he's doing, but uh, he's not here. So maybe next week, maybe not. Who fucking knows? I don't know. Uh, it's just me. And I will continue to do the show with or without him. I don't really care one way or the other. Uh, that being said, I went on a little journey of self-discovery this weekend, inmates. Let me tell you something you probably didn't know about the D-Man. Uh, when you get a couple of vodka and uh, Gatorades in me and you put me next to an apartment complex swimming pool, I turn into a right acrobat. I start doing all kinds of high-flying flips and cannonball things and making up my own moves. It's ridiculous. And it wouldn't be that bad if I wasn't uh, beat red sunburned out there with my dad bod embarrassing myself in front of my family. That's kind of my move, really. And I blame the alcohol, but really it's my lack of maturity more than anything else. So if you're in need of some entertainment uh, on a hot summer day, get me over there. Get me out next to your apartment pool. Uh, put like a vodka cranberry in my hand. Give me like 40 minutes to get warmed up and you'll see <laughs> the spectacular spectacle that is drunk Darian whipping himself into the pool in creative fashions <laughs> oh god it's good times I am wickedly sunburned though it it, uh, it came down pretty hard I think I, I, I went to a buddy's uh, pool Saturday I think it was and uh, yeah we spent, we were there all day I don't think I applied sunscreen once I'm paying for it now awesome yeah I uh, got the bliss. I don't have the peeling yet, but I'm looking forward to that. That's always been my favorite part of the sunburn is getting to pick the dead skin off. What is what is so gratifying about picking things off yourself? Is it just me that really enjoys that? All right, that's disgusting. I'm moving right along here. We got I got a regular show to get into here, folks. I know you want to hear more about me and my dead skin, but I'm going to jump right into horror news instead. Here it comes, horror news. Oh. 
<laughs> Horror news. Yeah. What do we got here? Looks like, uh, oh, Dead by Daylight news, my friends. I know you're playing it. Don't act like you're not. If you're not, I don't know what your problem is. Why aren't you playing Dead by Daylight? Uh, oh, excuse me. Pardon me. I'm very gassy today. Uh, Dead by Daylight news uh, released today. The Resident Evil chapter has been added to Dead by Daylight. You got two new survivors, uh, Jill Valentine and Leon Kennedy. Jill Valentine from Resident Evil 1, Leon Kennedy from Resident Evil 2. Uh, A new killer, of course, that's going to be the Nemesis Project. And a new map. I'm assuming the map is uh, Raccoon City, some kind of a Raccoon City situation. Uh, I got it. I downloaded it. It literally just finished downloading before I came in to uh, record the show. My kids are out there playing it right now. Uh, Hopefully they're enjoying themselves. I might get to play it sometime next week. The way I might, if I'm lucky, I might get to watch them play it. I think that's about as good as it's going to get for me, especially now that school's out. I can kiss it all goodbye. The Oculus, uh, the PS4. Uh, if I if I'm lucky, I'll get a TV in here, and maybe I can hook up my Blu-ray player to it. I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's something to look. That's something that we got going on. It looks pretty dope. I uh, got to check out the characters and the, and the graphics and everything. Looks pretty dope. Um, they're doing, they did something with the Nemesis project though. And I was curious about how they were going to do this because in the Resident Evil games, Nemesis has a fucking Gatling gun and a rocket launcher. Now, I don't, I don't know if you guys have played Dead by Daylight, but the whole thing is you got to sneak around and find a way around the killer while he's looking for you. And then he's got to chase you down and all that stuff. A Gatling gun and a fucking rocket launcher. How are you going to outrun or hide from either one of those things? Uh, they took look from the looks of it. They took that shit away, and all he's got now is a tentacle. So I don't know. Like I said, I haven't played it yet. I'm going to check it out. Maybe I can report back to you next week. Uh, it looks like Freeform has renewed Cruel Summer for a second season. Is anybody watching this? It's uh, produced by Jessica Beale. I don't know if she's actually in it. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess it's not too shabby. Uh, I haven't seen it. Sounds like some kind of a teen, uh, bullying type of a thing. I don't know. People are calling it a horror series. So apparently somebody gets killed at some point. So there's something to look for. What the hell is free form? Is that, is that a streaming thing? Is that a Roku? What is free form? I don't even know. There's too many goddamn services out there. Uh, trailers are up for American horror stories. Now this is the short story anthology uh, by episode companion to American Horror Story. Uh, The trailers are up. It's got a July 15th premiere date. It's going to hit Hulu on July 15th. I watched the trailers. They look exactly like the trailers for every season of American Horror Story, where it's just a bunch of quick fucking things. uh, Like, uh, look like somebody was on fire, and there was... uh, I don't know, some kind of a sigil type of a thing. You know, you really can't tell anything from any of the trailers for any of the past American Horror Stories, except that they all look like they might be directed by Marilyn Manson. That's about it. That's all you're going to get. After that, it's up to you. You've got to figure the whole shit out on your own. Either way, I'm going to check it out. I'm psyched for that. Since we're on the topic of American Horror Story, 
Has anybody been able to track down 1984 on Blu-ray? I've been looking for it. I can't find the fucking thing anywhere. I don't know. I I know that the usual formula for the release of the Blu-ray coincides with the uh, premiere of the following season. So I'm hoping that they just are skipping 1984 until the release of the 10th season, which is coming up, uh, I believe, in August, this August. So hopefully it'll come out then. I looked all over, man. It's not on Amazon, not on any of my regular sites. Can't find that shit. Uh, We have a documentary coming out I'm kind of excited for. It's called The Sleepless Unrest. Now, this is going to be a documentary about the actual Perone House. Uh, the Perone House, of course, is the uh, was the inspiration for the house in the first Conjuring movie. And I'm psyched for it, man. It's going to hit uh, Video On Demand July 16th. So, check that shit out. I'm going to put it on the watchdog list and see if I can track it down. Uh, what I'm not going to put on the, the watchdog list is a Scream Factory release of The Dead Zone. They're going to put that on the, uh, give it the Blu-ray treatment with a 4K scan and all the added bonus features. I didn't, you know, I didn't really care for The Dead Zone, to be honest with you. It's kind of boring, right? I'm sorry. I tried to read the book even, and that was just as boring, I can assure you. Uh, I think that once you get into serial killer land, it might pick up. I didn't make it that far. I'm sorry. It's a lot of this guy and his relationship drama. And I'm sorry he was in a coma. Congrats on the psychic stuff. But it's a hard sell to sit through it up to the point where he gets to the the raping and the killing and then the nuclear holocaust stuff. But uh, if you're some kind of a Dead Zone fan... You could check it out, or just watch it for Christopher Walken. Um, no release date on that yet, but I assume it's going to be out pretty soon. Scream Factory usually puts stuff together pretty quick. That's all I got in the horror news. Guys, how about some listener mail? Listener mail. Yeah. What do we got here? I don't know. I haven't looked yet, but I'm looking right now, and it looks like we've got ourselves some emails, some voicemails. Uh, Let's start it off with the cowboy from right here in Reno, Nevada. Here he comes. Subject line, quick note. Hiya. Evening padded room, hope everyone is doing well, and someone made it in tonight. Well, no, just me, cowboy, sorry. Just a quick note tonight, as work is insane, best wishes for Monica's surgery, hopefully it went well and she's recovering smoothly. For Terradome, my vote goes to Kaiko. God damn it, cowboy. I explained to you how Dr. Fibes would win that match. Now, if you're going to choose not to listen to me, that's fine, but... I don't know. That's I guess that's just fine then. Go right ahead. I reserve the right to make fun of you later, cowboy. <laughs> cowboy, so there's that. Managed to catch the possession and the uninvited this week. They were both pretty good. Back to driving my ass off. Hope everyone has a great week and catch you on the flip, cowboy. Um I like uh, I like both those movies. If I'm thinking of the same ones, uh the the possession was with Jeffrey Dean Morgan about the Dybbuk box in the Jewish uh, demonic position had Maris Yahoo in it, 
who is not much of an actor, my friends. I'm sorry. Um, the Uninvited was the one with the two sisters, with the twist ending. It's it's okay. It's it's all right. it's pretty good, I guess. It's I mean, it, it's it's one of those movies that's great the first time you see it, and then after that, when you know what the twist is, you're like, hey, it's yeah, it's something. Kind of, I feel that way about Get Out too. You know, that one was kind of ruined for me. Uh, we got a crap ton of voicemail. Whoop, but well, oh, okay. I think I might have just deleted everything. Nope, we got a crap ton of voicemails here, guys. Uh, let's jump right in, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, it is my deepest pleasure to present to you Padded Room Royalty, GP's daughter herself, Sarah. Hey, it's Sarah. What's up, girl? Damn, it's been a minute. It has. Uh, I'm trying to pop in here and there. It's the last time I actually called in. It was about a year ago. It's been a while, dude. And as always, I am listening uh, or doing so when I can. I've been busy as all hell. Oh, I bet. I miss everyone. We miss you. Thinking of you all. Uh, I posted in the in the Facebook group uh, that I I was just listening to the episode right after I announced my 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 dad's death. Uh, right. His death. And you know, after five years. Has it really uh, been five what years? What everyone has said is is pretty right. It it doesn't get better. It does get better. It just feels a lot worse at the time. Excuse me. It's nearly four AM and I can't sleep. Hey, you call um, us anytime you need to, kiddo. I, I'm not here to be a fucking sorry ass. <laughs> oh, come on now. I'm here to make people laugh. Come on. Hey, that's my also, job. Uh, I don't know if I'm calling in later. I have not watched the movie, um, but I plan to. Okay. It's just a matter of if I remember to do so. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah, also, uh, the Rob Zombie Monster movie. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, as much as I love the white trash zombie, no. <laughs> Why not? Not in every which way. Oh, well, um, come on. I've seen hey. him take Halloween and completely... Take a jump on that. Well, um, it wasn't that no, bad. No, in a million ways. No, in a million and one ways. <laughs> oh, come on, that. Sarah. Uh, I've been watching all the horror movies here and there. Very cool. Um, mostly just the classics. Scream, Chucky, uh, you know. It's funny that those are everything. considered classics. Uh, actually, the other week, me and my boyfriend watched Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and now I think he questions my taste in horror movies. Oh, uh, hey. Despite the fact that I make it very clear that this movie is awful, and I think it's awful, yeah. it's just fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, nonetheless, uh, I'm not allowed to pick the next movie. <laughs> well, is that a boyfriend you uh, really want? For the last few months, I've been thinking about Resident Evil Village. Uh-huh. Um, not too much to say on that, since I haven't really played the game. I've only watched uh, bits and pieces of it. It looks gnarly. Uh, and then I got, got to thinking... Um, I'm really attracted to that tall, nine-foot vampire lady. Me too. And then I got to think it a little more. Uh, God damn it. I seem like my dad. <laughs> and Lady D is what Elvira was to my father. I could see that. It repeats itself, and I hate it. Oh, it's not that bad. Anyway, I just wanted to call in and make it known that I'm still here. And that I'm still listening, and I still think of you all. And that I'm still repping. Okay. GP'd. 
as she is meant to uh, incur. She is GP's daughter. It would be a crying shame if she was not GP'd. So that only makes sense. A couple of things on that, Sarah. And she called back, but I'm going to get to that in a second. I was thinking um, about... This has nothing to do with horror movies, but we're beyond that at this point. Um, I was thinking about when my when my wife found out she was pregnant with our first child, my son Deacon, who you guys all know and love. Um, I always thought, what would happen if something happened to me before he was born? He would never know who I was or what I was like or anything. So I started keeping a diary uh, in the months leading up to uh, her giving birth, but... And this is kind of the cool thing. And this, I eventually stopped with the diary because I realized that Deacon would have X amount of episodes of the Padded Room podcast to go back and listen to at his leisure and hear his dad's voice. And now, because GP was so prolific in the podcast community, not only this one, but in other ones also, Sarah has 200 plus episodes uh, of the Padded Room podcast, that she can bring up at her leisure and hear her dad's voice again. How cool is that? That's something something that technology has never afforded us before. And I'm I'm glad that, uh, you know, it's out there. Um, You know, GP was a prolific caller. And um, I don't know. I think if, if I were in Sarah's shoes, I would find great comfort in just being able to hear him pop up. Most of the time he'd call, he would just yell at me about whatever the hell movie I picked, like it was my fault that the movie sucked. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's how, how you want to remember him, Sarah, but if you do, uh, I think uh, the, like the first 280-some-odd episodes, your dad appeared on religiously. So those are yours, kiddo. You do with those as you please. Uh, she did call back. You know, I never thought I would be happy to get GP. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be disappointed if you didn't, Sarah. Oh, my God. Fuck. I, I, <laughs> God, I, I both equally hate that it's still a thing and miss it entirely. Of course. I man. never have enough time in these calls anyway. Uh, anyway, what I was saying <laughs> was I'm still uh, repping the old GP shit. I, I still, love it. I'm watching horror movies left, right, and center. Still consuming everything. Nothing has changed down here in New Jersey since last time I called. Okay. And that's pretty much it. Hopefully I'll be able to watch Immersion Therapy. Uh, I'm planning on it. Yeah. Oh, and if you want a really shitty horror movie uh, on Tubi, there's a movie called, uh, I believe it's The Orange Man. Let me, I'm and done my, with Tubi, uh, kid. My English teacher, my old English teacher, made me watch it, and it was the worst shit I've ever seen. The Worse Man. than any movie that I've had to sit through for this podcast. Well, now I have to uh, see Which it. is saying a lot, because it I've is. watched a lot of shitty movies for this podcast. You have. Anyway, before I get you it again... Uh, I'll see you all later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So good to hear from you, Sarah. I'm glad to hear that you're doing well and uh, you're continuing the story tradition of 
bad horror movies. Uh, after her father died, she boxed up all of her dad's horror movies and sent them to me. And they're still sitting right here next to me on the in the in a box. I've watched most of them. Um, but Sarah, they're yours. Whenever you want them, I'll box them up and send them right back to you, or your brother or sister. They're welcome to them anytime they'd like. Uh, thank you again very much, and it was great to hear from you again, Sarah. Uh, it's good to know that you're doing well. And uh, man, I, I got a I got a framed picture of your dad right here in this little recording studio, wearing his padded room shirt, standing next to somebody dressed up like Jason Voorhees. So. He, you, you both, as far as I'm concerned, are padded room royalty. Uh, speaking of royalty in the padded room, let's get over to Salt Lake City. Here comes the ambassador of the paranormal, Troy. Hey, what's going on? What's up, Troy? Uh, guys, um, going back on a few things. That's Troy. Um, oh wait, I'm kind of doing work. some research. I- All right, cancel that. Here comes first Troy. Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Here he comes. It's been a hard, long minute. But, <laughs> yes, uh, Troy. No pun intended. Anyway, it's Troy. Anyway, uh, got some movies to talk about. Sure. Maybe you've seen them. I've uh, been, you know, listening, but uh, kind of in the distance. Sure. You know. Get busy working and all that stuff. But anyway, a couple movies. Um, what do you got? Spiral, Book of Saw. How do you like um, that? It's kind of like, it's decent. It's okay. A, it's place, kind of, they're trying to, you know, make it more of a cop drama oh. with the mix of something and that. It was pretty good. It's uh, just kind of like a piece in the, the franchise, I guess. Sure. And uh, Conjuring 3, mm-hmm. um, I felt it was really dark and more violent in spots. For, for what it is, they get it a little heavier. Yeah. But it was just a little watered down for like a trilogy. You always get that third mark and you go, oh, man. Yeah. You just, you can feel it's just pulling the rope. Immersion you know, and therapy. And towards the end of it. Yeah. But it was decent. Anyway, uh, hope uh, Monica gets better. I know about yeah. all that sciatic nerve business. I have that problem too. Well, haven't got to that extreme help. yet to get it figured out. But, yeah. uh, the back is a pretty serious thing. You know, I had a buddy I worked with uh, at a printing shop. We ran a press, and he had to um, get a lot of vertebra, you know, fused and scraped. And sounds so nasty. Put, like, gel in it Ugh. to make it look like there's, you know, what's that, a cartilage in it. Yeah. And he showed a thing that, you know, on a picture of it all this looked like glass shards out of his back and his back his back was jacked back you know, <laughs> at that, I mean, you know but anyway um the terror dome what do you uh, got i'm just gonna go with uh, the ghost i'll go oh come on do something but uh dr Bob's no pretty smart but uh i'll still take the ghost God anyway uh i'll go back some other time i got a some conjured story i can figure out okay my life or whatever. You got yeah. it. It's a pretty good one, but I'll call back. Thanks. Bye. Right on. Troy coming back with some ghost stories. He did call back. Uh, yeah, going back. Over. Yeah, here we go. Hey, what's going on, uh, guys? Um, going back on a few things. Yeah, what do you got, Troy? Troy. Um, I was kind of doing some research. I put the uh, 
a video on the page, group page, about the Devil's Cauldron. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with that area? Oh, yeah. The guy was kind of plunging his phone, iPhone in the, in the hot waters there and heard that weird screaming and stuff. That's bizarre. And anyway, there's another research thing I found in the, also your neck of the woods called Lovelock Caves. Oh, yeah. You familiar with that when they found giants. red-headed giants. And, <laughs> yeah, buddy. Something about, you know, the Paiute mm-hmm. tribe. Right up by Winnemucca. Chased them into this cave and locked them in the, burned them to death. Possibly there was a lot of scorch marks in that. Mm-hmm. Guess you can kind of go in there and look around, poke around. A lot of things got uh, upturned and years back, and they uh, took the supposedly skeletons and mummies out of there and buried them in their tribal area. Yeah. Which I found kind of odd, you know, if they were against the, you know, they were enemies and cannibals and eating their own people and stuff. And a lot of them claimed that the so-called giants were like an average, you know, saying 6'5", 6'2". You know, that's kind of like the norm here. But there were some giant, you know, skeletons and skulls that were up to about 7 to 8 feet tall. Yep. I saw them. Anyway, I'll call back and... uh, Got a story to tell about uh, when I was 13 years old. Ooh. There we go. I'll call back. So I've heard the story about the, the red-headed giants and the um, the Lovelock Caves. I haven't been up there, but they did have a skeleton on display in Virginia City a while ago. And it was about, I think, I mean, I'm no forensic pathologist, but from what the display said, they said when they put the whole thing together, it was like eight feet tall. So... I don't know how it got to Virginia City or where it was found. I don't think it's still up there, the skeleton. It could be. I have no idea. But it was a couple of years ago they had it on display up there. Um, but I've heard the story about the, the Paiute and the uh, the red-headed giants. It's gnarly. It's gnarly stuff. I don't – I make it a point to stay out of caves. Troy, be honest with you. What the what, – what purpose would I have for going into caves? I've done it once. Me and Dr. Dale and multiple mics did it. And uh, it was cold. I got really sick. And I uh, probably shouldn't have been doing it in a wife beater, though, to be honest. Uh, anyway, he called back again with the uh, story from when he was 13. Hey, I called back. Yeah, but Anyway, back in it. 1979, I was 13 years old, possibly 12 to 13 Holy years cow, old. Holy cow, you're old. <laughs> you can do the math, I guess. I'm an old fart. You are, sir. Anyway, uh, there was a kind of like a car convention here in town way back in, you know, all through the 70s and 80s. Sure. A little bit in the 90s. They they had, like, you know, custom cars, um, you know, you name it. And they had some celebrities. Uh, my mom worked with a friend of hers, and she kind of brought in the, the people and, you know, celebrities and, you know, whatnot, set up the whole Sounds like convention. Uh, she also got me into some com- some commercials and, you know, and a few extra work and cool. when I was a kid. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, the story goes is that they got this particular playmate um, named Dorothy Stratton, and uh, she was there. And I remember that her creepy boyfriend, you know, he got in my mother's face and her friend in Linda's face and caused oh. a lot of problems. What a dick. Even when they booked her there for a period of time, and she was 
cool with it. Dorothy was like, you know, hey, let's have fun, you know, and trying to back it off and, yeah. you know, do the old Stockholm Syndrome. But anyway, it got kind of sticky back there on that. Anyway, she went and did the, you know, meet and greet. And anyway, my mom somewhere has a picture of it, you know, and try to find it. But uh, cool. um, I went up there and my mom was like, go up there and, you know, get her autograph and you know, she gave me a kiss on the cheek Uh-oh. and I was all blushing and yeah. you know, I got the picture of it. And, um, anyway, the, further on, it, it, my mom and I were talking about it just the other day and, and she remembered it and about the tragedy and everything and it was pretty crazy. But uh, yeah, a year after that, you know, I remember she was like so young and everything, really energetic and nice. And, but anyway, that's uh, anyway that what I can do and Call back another time. Bye. There was a tragedy. Who the hell? I have no idea what's going on, Troy. Uh, I assume something terrible became of Dorothy Stratton. I have no idea who she is. I'm sure she's hot. And uh, I'm sorry she had a dick for a boyfriend. And then he was a dick to your mom. There's nothing... I get it when celebrities are dicks. Because, um, you know, there's celebrities. And sometimes they have a bad day. But because they're celebrities, they're not really allowed to have bad days. We just assume they are who we think they are all the time. I get that. But when you're the boyfriend of a celebrity, you you uh, you don't really, I don't think you get to be a dick. You're not allowed to, sir. Calm your ass down. I'll punch you up. Dude, I'll punch the shit out of, out of a playmate's uh, boyfriend, except he's probably going to kick my ass afterward. Right on, Troy. Thanks for calling in, man. I'm going to uh, Google Dorothy Stratton and find out what the hell happened there. Uh, let's get down to the funky rotten south with uh, our main man in Alabama. Here comes Mr. Allen. Padded room, what's up? What's up, Allen? Hope everybody's doing good. Terror, don't give me Dr. Fine. My man. I think he ain't heard of Kayako. I agree. Uh, I have no idea who Mr. Darian is. Oh. I wish I had a yellow thing buggy. It'd be <laughs> fine. Anyway, that's all I got. Y'all have a good one. Bye. You too. Very cool, Alan. Thanks for calling in, amigo. That's two more for Dr. Fibes. We're making a comeback, Dr. Fibes. We've got uh, two voicemails left, and they are both from Monica's pod boyfriend, Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey-yo! Hey-yo! Padded room. How's my favorite degenerates this week? Hey, hope everybody's doing well. I assume probably everybody's not there, Miss Monica. Hope yeah, no you're, way. Uh, Hope you're getting on the mend. I assume you're probably uh, still out, so yep. hope you get feeling better and uh, things work out, you know? Absolutely. Uh, hey, real quick about last week. Sorry about that. Don't know what happened with the phone connection oh, there, but i got to say, I was uh, rather impressed, Darren. You uh, sat through the whole thing, even I'm not though it was up on in and out like that. i got to tell you. I'm not going to give up on me, Tom Hardy. That was... I don't care who it was, man. I would have lasted like five, ten seconds on that. But no, fuck it. It's not working. Bye. And then, but you had the Google Translate of it. That did so, nothing and that, for me. You know, obviously it was word for word exactly what I said. Oh, was so, it? Yeah, I thought it might be. Good on you. <laughs> anyway, uh, I really didn't have much last week. It was just uh, mentioned that I did see St. Maud. Thought oh, yeah? it was pretty good. You liked that, uh, huh? I was kind of impressed with it because it's it, like, huh. here's the thing. It's like not... The first, like, hour of that flick, nothing happened. Nothing at all. But it's still interesting. Sure. So I think that's a, kind of a testament to the, I guess, the filmmakers or the director. Or, yeah. 
maybe the actors or characters, whatever. It was just still interesting, even though, you know, not a lot's happening. It still kept your attention. And, you know, being under 90 minutes, you know, I think yep. they really, that was the right thing to do, you know. Sure. That, that, in the 1970s, that would have been a two-hour flick. Yeah. With the exact same payoff at the end, just an extra, you know, 30 minutes of, I don't know. Jazz Bullshit. Flip. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, that was good. It was all right. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask, I specifically wanted to ask Miss Monica, um, is, uh, oh. that flick, uh, huh. Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Yes, The sir. main character, I think her name is Taylor. Is there something wrong with her face? And I don't know if it's just listening to too much padded room, but the last time I saw it, I was like, she's not ugly. She's not, you know, pretty. She's not, like, gorgeous or anything like that. There's nothing wrong with her, but there's just, like, something about her face. And I was like, God damn it, maybe I've been listening to, you know, Miss Monica too I much. Think so. or, I think that's what um, it is. And been on her OnlyFan page too much or yeah, whatever. The there fuck. is that. But uh, I was like, God damn it. I'm, I'm sure she's going to, oh, yeah, she's got, like, a... One nostril is larger than she the other. She will break her, her face down. Her left eyebrow is slightly yeah. crooked. You know what I mean? Some bullshit. Oh, like yeah. Uh, anyway, on to uh, this week. I know I've been blabbing for a bit. Uh, oh, you're fine. On the Terror Dome. You know, I think uh, I think Kayako has this one. Oh, come on. Uh, no problem. Come on, Tom Hardy. <sighs> come on. What's he going to do, really? He's um, going to figure it out. GP'd. Again. It's it's only fitting that you should get GP'd on the episode where GP's daughter calls in. Um, he called back. G motherfucking peed. Hell yeah. G motherfucking peed. <laughs> Hell yeah. God damn it. How come everybody else gets to get through their entire call without... I just laughed too much. All right. Anyway, um, on the educating department, Darian. Yeah. Ah, fuck, man. All right, I'm gonna go with this. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go with Bay of Blood. You got it. The only reason you being, did it. I remember seeing that a long time ago, and I think, and I could be mistaken, I think some of the things they do match up with what you were saying. Yeah, buddy. But I haven't seen that flip forever. I think some of the shit goes the same. But yep, you had mentioned you said part of the title when you were describing it, and when you said Bay, I thought you hit that word pretty sure hard. Did. Um, so I'm going to go with Bay of Blood. You nailed it, man. It well not. done, Tom Hardy. Anyway, hope all is well. Love you, Lack family. Bye now. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Thanks for calling in, big guy. Fucking shit. That's two more for Kaiko. All right. All right, then. Whatever. Uh, that's all I got on the listener mail. Guys, thank you very much for bearing with me and for taking the time to write and call in. Cowboy, Sarah, Troy, Alan. Tom Hardy, you are some beautiful people, and it was wonderful to hear from you. Um, that's it, dude. I have got a, a movie to get into. Uh, yeah, let's do this. There's his car if you need convincing. No, I don't need convincing. I just don't see anything peculiar about it, that's all. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
that. Mm. Look, may I make a phone call? Afraid not. Hmm? There's no telephone in the house. Can you give us a lift? It's not far. Well, yes, of course. Thanks. Who are you? Where the hell do you come from? I must get away from here. I must get away from here! <laughs> and for you. Well, that's strange. What? Man, watch your stop. Look. Huh? That's never happened before. <laughs> It is Vampires from 1974. This one has 6.1 stars on IMDb. It's directed by Jose Ramon Laras. Written by Diana Daubeny. Stars Marianne Morris, Anoka Zubaniska, and Murray Brown. It's got a hard R rating. And uh, it's a pretty... uh, pretty, Bonerific movie, I guess, for lack of a better term. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I'm not really into it. My, I mean, I, there's a lot of nudity and there's a lot of girl on girl stuff, and that's awesome, right? Uh, but if you're looking for a horror movie, this is more like a weird Skinamax after school Halloween special, except. I realize now that having said that, there's no way an after-school special would be on Skinamax. But it is like a Skinamax Halloween deal. Something you'd see around that time on Skinamax is what I'm going for. We start off with two very attractive young ladies naked in a bed uh, uh, in the throes of a lesbian act, as they say. They're uh, all over each other, and that's pretty exciting. And both both these chicks are pretty hot. Uh, got nice bodies and stuff. One blonde, run, one brunette. In walks a unknown assailant and empties a uh, magazine's worth of pistol rounds into both of them. Kills them both. Or so we're led to believe. Now, at this point, that that is neither here nor there. That's the intro to the movie, okay? That's never going to be explained. And I'm not saying I'm mad at this movie. I'm just saying... Some kind of explanation would be helpful, and we're never going to get one. So from there, we're going to jump to, I don't know, a couple years later, I suppose, or something, sometime in the future past that, or maybe before that, now that I think about it. That could have been the ending, but I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Uh, we're going to cut to a uh, couple on vacation. Now, these this couple, it's John and Harriet. And we're, I think we're in England. I can't say for sure, but everybody is speaking with an English accent, so it would make sense. And this place looks miserable. I think England is miserable. It looks miserable. I'm sure there's some fun places there somewhere, 
But for the purposes of this movie, wherever we're at in England looks absolutely miserable. This couple is on some kind of a vacation, so they've decided to go camping. They're uh, touring, they're uh, trailing a, um, I don't know, like a trailer, but it's like the size of a closet. And they're going to camp out in that trailer. Uh, that's that's their vacation, I guess. Um, this vacation looks miserable. It's where they, they go to this like out in the country, but it's nothing but gray skies, dead trees everywhere, this dilapidated old house that they decide to camp out in front of. It's this is a miserable fucking vacation, man. And then when they get there, there's really nothing to do, so they go fishing in an old pond, and uh, John goes fishing, and Harriet tries to paint a picture of the house. That is a miserable fucking vacation, is it not? I would lobby against that. If my wife said, hey, let's pile into this closet and go out into the woods, I'm going to paint an old house for a week, and you can, I don't know, maybe go fishing or something. No, 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 we're going to Vegas, Uh, we'll go to the beach, uh, you want to go camping, that's fine. We'll go out in the woods where there's, you know, some scenery or something, not just a bunch of dead trees. And it looks like they're doing it like in November, too. Everything is dead. It looks miserable. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It looks absolutely miserable. All right, anyway, they're driving to their campsite. As they're driving, they're cutting through this uh, rural area. As I said, there's nothing around. They're not in a city. There's nothing to do. Uh, they go down this rural road, and off into the woods, they see these two screaming hot chicks uh, dressed up like goth girls, just kind of hanging around the woods. There's one of them out by like the, the side of the road, and she's kind of half-assed waving people down. There's another one like 14 feet into the woods, like lying in wait in a weird way. So John's driving, he's like, hey, poo. I'd love to pull over for her, but not tonight, sweetie. I got my wife right here with me. So they just drive on past. Uh, As they're driving past, they see another car driving in that direction, and that car stops for the girls. They keep driving. They get to their campsite, which, as I mentioned, is right outside this big dilapidated house. The house is huge. And we'll probably, what we might recognize this house. This is the same exterior house that was used in uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show and a couple other horror, horror films. It's a pretty prolific house in England. It is filmed in England, so there's that. Uh, they're there, and they're camping, and uh, that's fine. Uh, pretty soon, they see the, the car that passed them on the way in pull up to the house, and two girls get out with a guy. All right, that's interesting. They're like, well, I guess somebody is living there. I thought that house was abandoned. And she's like, yeah, it's kind of creepy. What are those chicks doing? I don't know, They pay, that guy picked, her up, picked him up, and now they're going inside. Okay, whatever. So apparently they're just cool with camping out on what is now somebody's front lawn because they're not going to move their camper van anywhere. And uh, you would th- that, that seems weird to me. Hey, let's go on vacation. Where do you want to go? Let's go uh, to the neighbor's front, <laughs> front lawn. <laughs> we'll set up a tent and, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to try and paint a picture you just walk walk off <laughs> that is what i'm not fucking around here inmates that is exactly what is what the premise of this movie is it's bananas all right whatever i guess 1974 england is much different than life is today here in the united states anyway uh so oh, that's weird uh the next day they're driving around 
and they come across the crash site of this guy's car. So at some point during the night, uh, he left, got in his car, took off, got into a car accident. Now, as they're driving by, they can see the dead body of the guy, and he's naked. He's naked in his front seat, and he has crashed his car and killed himself. Strange. Very strange, right? Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Interesting uh, thing going on there. Now we're going to cut to somewhere in this remote village. There is a hotel there or some kind of a and b situation, and a stuffy old Englishman is checking in. Uh, his name is Ted, and he looks exactly like every single other person that you'd ever see in any Hammer horror film or uh, any of these other Skinamax types. Any move, Really, any movie with an Englishman made in the 1970s. You'll see Ted in it. Uh, Ted's checking in. He has no sense of humor, doesn't smile once the entire movie, and just looks ultra serious at everybody. The uh, innkeeper's like, I say, oh boy, uh, I think I recognize you. You haven't been here in a couple of years, have you? And Ted's like, no, I've never been here. It's a case of mistaken identity, you see? And the old guy's like, no, I'm pretty sure you've been here, actually. And Ted's like, I said I've never been here. Nah! And then he goes up to his room. Uh, next day, Ted is driving for wherever the fuck he's going, whatever business he has, uh, he comes across our girls in the woods. Now, pulls over. Only one of them is there this time. It's the brunette. She gets into the car. She introduces herself. Her name is Fran. Now, Fran's a pretty attractive young lady. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah. Well, yes, uh, I can't have a young lady like you standing out about on the side of the road, you see. And she's like, oh, just take me to my house. It's right over here. So, of course, being the horny old Englishman that he is, he rolls up to the house, uh, sees the camper there, passes it on the way up the drive. Uh, Fran gets out. She's like, come inside. I need to repay you for your kindness. So he goes inside. Uh, The inside of the house is completely abandoned and looks like a ramshackle. Uh, He's like, you live here, do you? And then she takes him up to like a nicer part of the house, which is like this fully furnished apartment area where she uh, starts plying him with alcohol, and of course they end up having sex. Uh, it's, as far as sex scenes go, eh, it's kind of, they're kind of weird and jerky in this movie. There's like a lot of thrashing about, and um, I don't, it's more like a wrestling match than actual sexual intercourse, as you would expect it, uh, per se. Like, you know, inmates the physics of sex this goes into that and then back and forth and then we're done uh what they're doing is more like uh jockeying for position like uh you know we're naked and we're rolling about on the bed here but i'm going for doggy and she's trying to whip around into like a rear naked choke or something like that i don't it's very weird it's very weird but whatever they have sex she gets them all hammered on this wine Uh, They have sex. He falls asleep. Now, when he wakes up the next morning, he's got a gash on his arm, and he is crazy hungover. Fran, of course, is nowhere to be found. But before he wakes up later that night, he thinks he hears somebody in the room with him. And it's important to note also at this point that when Fran falls asleep, she falls asleep with her eyes open. Which I, that is something that I've, I had a roommate once that would do that shit. It's creepy as fuck, man. I'm going to tell you right now, this dude would just kick back in a lazy lazy boy recliner, watch TV. Five minutes later, he's snoring. You look back at him, and he's still watching TV. 
Like, hey, man, what's up with you? And he just sits there, eyes open, looking at TV, sound asleep, creepy as shit. You, a couple of times I had to wake his ass up because I thought he might be dying or already dead, you know. Hey, crazy bitch, get out of here. Anyway, that's kind of weird and creepy. Um, he wakes up the next morning. The, he, like, goes and investigates the house. He can't find anybody uh, that night. When he wakes up the next morning, Fran's gone. He's got a big gash in his arm. He's like, oh, God, and he's all hungover. So he staggers around the house for a little bit, uh, trying to find something to close the wound. Eventually, he has to go out to the camper van where John and Harriet are hanging out. He's like, I seem to have hurt myself. Do you have like a bandage or a... So like, oh dear, you see, you're bleeding, old timer. Come on in. Come on in, old man. We'll suit you right up. So they take him in. They make him drink scotch, (laughs) which is apparently a cure-all for bleeding. um, Really, anything. Have some scotch, I guess. Calm you right down. Uh, They get him him, uh, bandaged up. And he's like, well, thank you very much. I'll be on my way then. He doesn't leave, though. He just goes and sits in his car and waits for Fran to come back. So he sits there all day long, passes out eventually, wakes up that night when Fran's coming back. Now Fran has uh, another chick with her, the blonde that we recognized from earlier in the, in the movie, and another dude. Ooh, things are going to get awkward. So Ted jumps out and he goes running up to him. He's like, yeah, what is going on right now? Fran's like, oh dear, I'm so sorry. I had a business to attend to, and I had to leave rather early. So Ted's like, Mer. uh She introduces Ted to the, the guy. His What do you think his name is? Hmm? We're in 1974, the English backcountry. What do you think this dude's name could be? If you guessed Rupert, you're exactly right. His name is Rupert. And uh, the blonde, the hot blonde that she's been careening about with, her name is Miriam. So in they go. Now they're all going to have some drinks and end up having sex with each other. Uh, Fran gets uh, uh, Ted all fired up again. Another ridiculous sex scene. Uh, Miriam and Rupert split off to a separate part of the house. Where we don't get to see them get down, but we don't really need to. Um, uh, Miriam, or actually Fran, wakes up or mid around midnight or so, goes out into the hallway where she sees Miriam in like a weird catatonic state covered in blood. Miriam is like like frozen staring out the window and she's got blood all over her and she's naked too. So Fran's like, oh Jesus. She grabs Miriam and takes her back into the other room where Rupert is and that's where we see Rupert thrashing about with a giant gash in his neck spewing blood all over the place. And this is when Fran and Miriam uh, like gang tackle Rupert and drain him dry, apparently. Uh, so this this is what we're saying. These are our vampires. They're lesbian vampire, or I guess they're bisexual vampires, right? Because they get down with each other and they've been known to bang dudes too. So that's what we're saying. And uh, they're pretty hot. And this is their modus operandi. They go out and accost cars on the rural roads and then they ask them for a ride they get their rides because they're hot take them back to this old dilapidated house where they drain these dudes dry and uh that's how we go along to get along as they say all right excellent uh come to the next morning uh fran is uh up and out of there so is miriam so is rupert ted wakes up he's got the gash still 
He's like, oh, God, who the fuck is happening? Starts staggering around trying to find Fran again. He can't find her. Uh, so this time he decides he's going to do some exploring of the house instead. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's got to be like a uh, weird 70s interior design set dressing flaw that every quote-unquote abandoned house would be filled with just the most lavish uh, decorations. There's a stuffed tiger in one of these rooms. Um, There's like cobwebs all over it. There's a very expensive-looking grandfather clock and another one. I don't see somebody just up and abandoning this shit. Uh, But I guess they technically haven't because the girls are living there. Anyway, it's very crazy. Uh, He's going around. He comes to realize that all the mirrors have been painted over. Um, Finds like a weird ornamental dagger thing. He's like, oh, look at that. Uh, Eventually, he finds his way down to a basement area, which is creepy as shit. He goes down there and he starts exploring. He realizes that he's looking down a giant tunnel. And it seems to just go off into the darkness. He's about to go check it out when the fucking door closes behind him, click and lock shut, locking him down there. So for the next six hours, give or take, he sits right there by the door, weakly pawing at it. I say, there's somebody down here. You'll have to let me out immediately. And that's what he does until uh, later that night when Fran finally comes home and lets him out. But... While that's going on, we're going to cut to uh, John and Harriet up at the uh, the weird camper van situation, which I guess is now technically considered squatting since they know that somebody is living in the house and they're parked on their front lawn. I don't know what the legality of that is in 1974 England, but I imagine you could probably call a constable or I don't know. I don't know if they have cops over there yet. <laughs> <laughs> you call one of those guys with the weird pointy helmets come get them the fuck out of, out of here get, get them off my lawn I don't know uh, that storyline is actually kind of boring um, what we have is uh, periodically Harriet will get like these weird vision flashes of people being tortured in the house and she's out there painting a picture of it she'll get like a weird uh, oh it's the t- two chicks having sex with each other in there and one of them squeezed a booby. Oh, this is uh, somebody with a straight razor slashing a neck. Kind of a thing. It's supposed to be freaky. Um, it's actually kind of hot. Because if you ask me, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about I'm about to, to have a hot take on this movie. You ready for this? Are you ready? Here it comes. Harriet, the stuffy wife that's squatting in the caravan, hotter than both of the vampire chicks. You heard it here first. That's a vampire's hot take right here in the Padded Room podcast. At me. At me at that shit. I don't care. I'll fight you. Or convince me otherwise. I think uh, you're going to find that you're wrong. Uh, Regardless, it's a very boring uh, sub-storyline. Miriam is out. Or, uh, yeah. Well, I guess they're both out. Fran and Miriam. Uh, Harriet's out there painting a picture of the house. Uh, Fran and Miriam leave to go do their we're stuck on the side of the road routine and they come across Harriet in a neighboring cemetery and Harriet sees them and they see her so Harriet starts walking towards them I guess to ask about the house or something and they disappear so she's like wow that was fucking weird what uh oh okay I don't know maybe they camouflage or something so she goes back to painting a picture 
Um, John, this whole time, is fishing and smoking cigarettes. Mostly smoking cigarettes in the uh, stuffy old camper van. Uh, from there, we cut to, I guess, a couple hours later. The chicks struck out on the side of the road routine, so they're now walk- walking back through the cemetery where Harriet is still painting the picture. Uh, they spot her this time, and they're like, hey! And they like kind of, they don't really grab her, but they kind of walk up to her, like real intimidating-like. And Fran get like leans in, and she's like, I knew you'd be here. I knew by that mark on your forehead. Now, here's the problem. Fran moves, like, the hair away from Harriet's forehead. There's no mark there. Harriet then runs inside the the camper van and looks in the mirror, like, pulls her hair back. There's no mark on her forehead. And that's never addressed again in the movie. I don't know if something got lost in production or in the editing process. Was she supposed to be, like, a vampire hunter or something like that? I don't know. Regardless, Harriet's all turned on now because she's been touched by a female uh, bisexual vampire. So she goes in and has sex with uh, John, her husband. And I got to tell you, Harriet probably had the hottest body out of all three of these chicks. That's another hot take right here in the padded room. A vampire lesbian hot take. hey Uh Regardless, um, they go back inside. They hear uh, Ted screaming from the basement. So Fran goes and lets him out. And she's like, what is your fucking deal? What are you doing in my basement? You stupid prick. And he's like, <laughs> now uh, they bring him upstairs, uh, of course, have sex with him again, drain some more blood. This time we get a very hot shower scene with Miriam and um, Fran. Uh, I mean, we don't really get to see much other than them like grabbing each other's boobs and stuff and soaping each other down. A lot of writhing. Uh, again, we're kind of in Skinamax territory, so they can't go too far with it. Uh, it's all, but this time she's like, Miriam is like, you've got to end this stupid game. You see, he's only going to, to create problems for us. Why don't you just kill him? But Ted overheard that. So he's like, Hey, uh, I don't think so, dude. It's time for me to get up out of here. He staggers out to his car, uh, gets in the car and peels out of there. Just as, uh, Fred, uh, John and, uh, Harriet are returning to the, uh, camper van for the night so they see him peeling out and they're like hey that's the guy with the weird gash in his arm what's he doing back here he goes flying off down the road now that's pretty nasty cut to the next morning ted has made it out of there okay the next morning they or i guess yeah i guess it would be then well yeah the next morning uh harriet gets up and she's like well that chick touched me in the forehead, and it was pretty hot. Got my panties all wet. I'm going to go check out that fucking house. I'm going to see if I can't get my, my forehead diddled again. So she goes poking around the old house. She makes her way down into the basement. Uh, she doesn't get locked in, though, like Ted did. She just goes poking around in the catacombs down there. There, she finds the two girls sleeping in the daytime. But... They've been out in the daytime before with no problem. That's how they find these dudes, right? So we're just kind of taking all kinds of creative liberties um, with the, uh, you know, vampire mythos here. These chicks can go out in the daytime if they want. They don't have fangs. They have to use knives and broken glass and shit. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I guess we're just going to have to roll with this. Uh, so that's weird. She's like, oh God, she sees him sleeping down there. And she's like, yeah, fucking vampires out of here right now. Turns to leave. And John is down there with her. 
He's like, what the hell are you doing in these guys' basement? We don't live here. They could have us arrested. She's like, uh, I don't care. We need to get the fuck out of here right now. She's like, yeah, you're right. Let's go. So they go up and they start getting their camper van together. Apparently, it takes them 12 hours to do that. And uh, a big storm rolls in. So they're like, shit. Okay, we can't leave tonight. I don't know why they can't, couldn't leave tonight. It was just rain. I guess they're worried about getting stuck in the mud or something. Like, fuck, we're going to have to stay here another night, I guess. And that's pretty creepy. Uh, Here comes the ladies. Apparently, they snuck out during the day and rounded up another dude. Here comes the ladies with this other dude. And uh, by the way, every time the chicks kill one of these guys, they leave them naked in their own car and then they crash the car. You would think the local police or constables or whoever would be wildly concerned about the amount of nude reckless driving that is happening in this small english village why aren't these guys wearing clothes why are they driving like assholes and uh why is this like five in the last three days is there some kind of a pandemic where people get really hot while driving and start ripping their clothes off and eventually crash i don't know it's just the thought i had okay it's interesting uh from there uh they bring back the, the another dude And this guy's a real, uh, like, wine snob. He's going to tell him where the wine came from. He ends up trying to score himself a menage a trois with both ladies at the same time. Naturally, they kill him. Uh, That fucking sucks. They go outside. Now they're, like, in a full kill frenzy. So uh, from outside in the camper van, they hear this dude screaming and trying to get away. And they're, like, already in bed for the night. But then John's like, dude. Something nasty's going on in that house, and we need to, we're going to take our chances with the storm. Get, get, get us all hooked up. We're rolling out of here right now. So he gets in the car, getting ready to haul ass. Uh, the girls attack him in the car, and they just slit his throat. It's nasty. And then they, they grab Harriet, take her back down into the weird dungeon area, strip her clothes off, and I thought they were going to make her a vampire or something, but instead they just kill her too and drink her blood. And uh, from there, we're going to cut to like, I guess, a week later where a real estate agent shows up with uh, an elderly couple looking to possibly purchase the home. And uh, they say, you know, oh, you know, this is a house with history. The bodies of two young ladies were discovered here. We never found out who they were or what happened to them. Uh, So, you know, kind of mysterious past in this house. And that's pretty much the end of your movie. So uh, it's fine. I guess it's very spankable if you don't have access to internet porn. You could probably pull one out to this to this movie. Um, heavy with the girl-on-girl stuff. I felt like this movie was made around the concept of lesbian vampires, and then they just never really branched out of a story from there. You know? What do you got? You got two hot chicks, okay? Follow me on this. Two screaming hot chicks, and they like to make out with each other. And... You know, they're having sex with each other. Okay, okay, I'm with you. Okay. And, uh, oh, oh, they're vampires, too. Oh, yeah. Sexy, hot vampire chicks having sex with each other. Okay, so now, what's, what are they going to do? Uh, they're going to they're gonna kill some dudes. And uh, I, I guess they're just going to kill some dudes. And maybe they'll get another chick in there at some point. And that's pretty much your movie right, right there. It's fine. Uh, it did get a 2015 remake, which I'm going to address in What Are You Looking At? 
But in the meantime, uh, that's that's I say it's worth checking out. It's kind of like horror lineage. Because at the time this came out, this was somewhat controversial. Got banned all over the fucking place. Mostly for the girl-on-girl stuff. Not the vampire stuff. Nobody gave a shit about that. But uh, it's uh, I found it streaming on Shudder. If anybody gives a shit and want to check it out, go right ahead. It's on Shudder. Uh, I'm going to take a uh, little break here, inmates. I will come back with some other stuff. I said, if you're going to do something, leave something witchy. Just like I would tell you. If you're going to do something, do it well and leave something with you. Leave a sign to let the world know that you were there. like what you hear head over to the padded room facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation check out the t-villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show and i'm back folks i gotta tell you if there's any vampire chicks out there i'm gonna be an easy mark for you i'll see you you don't even have to get dressed up you can come out to the woods in your pajamas I'll still pick you up. Have you got have you got a friend with you? Yeah, not a problem. Hop on in. Uh, you can have the car after we're done. That's fine. Uh, just get, get 
come on in with me. I'll tell you, we can go back to my place. How about that? I don't want to get your bed sheets all bloody. <laughs> ah, my wife's out of town. She won't know. <laughs> I'll be dead by the time she gets back anyway. Who cares? Come on, get in the car. We're going. It's, uh, yeah, it's about that time, inmates. Are you ready to get into the Terra Dome? No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. I'm gonna bash them right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll be crazy. I'll kill you all. I'll dream come true. Six year old child with this blind, pale, emotion. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Welcome to the We started off with last week's winners. In singles competition, out of the Asylum Conference round one, we had Kayako from The Grudge versus the abominable Dr. Fibes. The doctor's lab was crowded and dark. The dead body of his once beautiful assistant lay at his feet, shriveled and frozen in fright. Dr. Fibes knew that without Alicia, his quest for revenge was a lost cause. Regretfully, he lowered himself into the embalming chamber next to his wife, eager for the final piece at her side. With a vote of 7-5, to five, Kayako advances over Dr. Fibes. God fucking damn it. I knew it. I knew that was how that was going to go. But I thought perhaps a logical, logical minds would prevail and everybody would see that Dr. Fibes should have won that match. It's fine. Fine, you want to vote for ghosts and stuff? That's what you want to You want to vote against Vincent Price. That's what you're going to do. It's fine. I don't care. I don't even care anymore. Let's take a look at this week's uh, uh, matchup, shall we? Out of the Asylum Conference round two. Death is not the end. Death was never the end. Death is a simple mathematical equation that humanity has yet to solve. Dr. Herbert West knew the quotients of the equation equation better than anyone. His years of tireless research and experimentation had proven fruitless since his initial breakthrough at Miskatonic University. There he had field-tested his reagent with mixed results. But now, after reading about the rejuvenative, rejuvenative properties of Queen Bee Extract, he makes way toward the American Midwest, Chicago area to be exact. A big city like that would allow him to hide in plain sight, conduct experiments in privacy, hidden amongst the crime and the noise of city life. On the upper floors of a housing project, he would find the bees he was looking for, along with an urban legend meant to keep the curious out. 
Sweets to the Sweet painted into a large graffiti mural depicting the Candyman. Westwood... Oh, shit. West had found what he was looking for. Singles competition, we have Herbert West versus the Candyman. Now, I like the reanimator. I like Herbert West. I love Jeffrey Combs. But Candyman's a bad motherfucker, man. There's no getting around that. Uh, and he's technically a vengeful ghost. Herbert West is ba- he, like his whole persona is based around science and logic. I don't confronted with something actually supernatural. I don't think he would have like a meltdown. I don't think he could like ch- like improvise and readapt to a new combat strategy. Although he did take down that uh, talking head. You know, with his re, I'd, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with the Candyman on this one. I think this is probably a no-brainer. Uh, that is your Terra Dome matchup for the week, inmates. In uh, singles competition, it's the Candyman versus Herbert West. Get us your votes by next week if you can. Mental health hotline is of course area code seven seven five three eight seven zero two seven five, or you get us on the regular old email at thepaddedroom two thousand eleven at hotmail dot com. And while you're thinking about that matchup, I'm going to tell you what movies I got to watch this week in a little segment I like to call, What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? So I went ahead and checked out the 2015 Vampires remake streaming on Amazon Prime, if anybody cares. It's only about an hour long, and it's much more of a horror film than a weird, sexy beat-off kind of a thing. A lot with the torture. Uh, The chicks get downright sadistic in this one. They're still very hot. They still make out with each other and stuff. Um, All that still goes on. They still bring dudes back and have sex with them. The sex scenes are weird in this one, too, though. Uh, it's not a bad show. It's streaming on Amazon Prime. If you liked the first, if you liked the original, you'll probably like the remake. I'll I'll tell you that. Uh, I watched Knives Out for the first time. That's a good show, man. That's a really good show. Murder mystery, sort of. Starts off as a murder mystery, then it goes into weird crime drama, I guess, but with like a comedic twist. Pretty good show. I'm excited for the sequel. Uh, I think I found that one on Amazon Prime, too. Lastly, I watched The Amusement Park from 2000... Well, technically 2019, but it was actually made early 70s. Uh, This was a lost print, recently restored, directed by George Romero. Um, I don't know if you call that... Well, I guess you would call this a horror movie. Uh, Basically, this old guy, the senior citizen, decides he's going to spend the day at the local amusement park. And there he just gets used and abused and just fucked with and nothing goes right and everything sucks. And I think this was meant to be a social commentary for mistreatment of the elderly, which I suppose it is. Um, I don't don't know. I don't know. Uh, Amusement park, though, probably not the best place for a senior citizen to go by himself. Especially, like, he spends half the movie complaining about how he doesn't have any money. He should probably go ahead and stay home, use what money he has for food and rent and things like that, right? I don't know, man. It's, uh, 
You know, you know George Romero. You know how he goes on these social tangents. Uh, it's it's interesting. It's comedic at times. Um, it is. It's very. I I would recommend you check it out. Just to just to see it, I guess, just because it's George Romero, and you probably need to see it because you're a horror fan, and he made it. And there are, you know, I guess horror elements to it in just the way this poor guy is being dicked around at the uh, at the amusement park. So, in the end, though, it's actually very depressing, as are most of George Romero's movies. All right, anyway, it's on Shutter if you want to check it out. It's interesting. It's worth, uh, if, you know, if I've piqued your curiosity, check it out. I would love to hear your thoughts on it now that I think about it. Because the more I talk about it, the more I'm kind of talking myself out of it. Um, it's weird. Just It's a weird fucking movie. I'll just leave it at that. You guys check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, that's all I'm looking at this week, inmates. How about some immersion therapy, huh? Immersion therapy. Did you get a chance to check out The Conjuring? The Devil Made Me Do It. Pretty good show. Um, I like this one a lot. And I like it because it kind of broke from The Conjuring uh, formula. And it's been pretty, I mean, for the, the core movies of The Conjuring universe, they've been pretty cut and dry. Uh, haunted house here comes these two they're gonna sort the whole shit out and there's gonna be some scary shit that goes down in the meantime not so much the case this time though i'm glad they kind of stepped out of their comfort zone with this um i like that they're i don't want i know most of you guys probably haven't seen it so i'm not gonna give too much away about it but i like the antagonist i like that uh certain other elements from previous installments i guess in the conjuring universe were kind of woven in in a weird backwards kind of a way so that i don't know i kind of feel like uh you know we need i need to rewatch the whole shit again because i've still not seen the curse of la Llorona, and i wasn't all that impressed with the nun valak is not in this one i was kind of hoping she would be or he or whatever the hell that thing is um I don't know, man. I, I, I dug this one. I would like to, I'm it's unfortunate that it ended the way it did because the antagonist is somebody I'm very interested in the antagonist and what was going on with that individual. And I'm sorry I can't say more, but I don't want to ruin this for you if you haven't seen it. There is a very gnarly scene that takes place in a morgue. I'll tell you that. <laughs> if you've seen it, like I know Troy has, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Whoa. <laughs> Check that shit out. Uh, your immersion therapy for this week is going to be We Still Say Grace from 2020. This uh, one is on Amazon Prime. It stars Holly Taylor and Bruce Davidson. Um, something about backwoods religious fanatics. That's all I know. And uh, it's in the horror section, so hopefully it is in fact a horror movie and not uh, some after-school special like like we would find on Tubi. God damn it. Uh, 
Check that shit out, inmates. We'll do the same. We can compare notes next week. Uh, but first, you must educate Miss Monica. Or me. Educating Miss Monica. Who might I be from last week, you wonder? Uh, well, me and my friend and uh, these two chicks we met rolled up for a, roll, a stroll in the country. We found this abandoned nightclub. So we went in there and poked around for a little bit right there on the bay. And then uh, we broke into a house that was right next to it. Thought it was abandoned, but it was lavishly furnished, again, from this movie that was made in the 1970s. And when you know, uh, we all got killed with, like, hatchets to the face and stuff. Uh, the movie, uh, as Tom Hardy caught me on, is Bay of Blood, which is a bananas movie. <laughs> it's not a bad show. Um, again, with this the stuffy English uh, protagonist, you know. And a lot of nudity, a lot of female nudity in this, a lot of wacky sex scenes, and uh, you, you know you have that neon red blood. It's fine. It's uh, it's pretty good. It boils down to a basic slasher in the end. Uh, who might I be this week? You ask. So me and my mom moved into moved to a new town in a new neighborhood in a nice a nice neighborhood, uh, and I got to start my my school year at this brand new school. Good thing I've got this robot that I built here to help me out with the uh, the housework while I do it. And the smoking hot blonde that lives next door keeps coming over. And I'm starting to think she's kind of into me. I'm definitely into her. I am definitely into her. Uh, too bad her dad is an abusive asshole. And uh, she turns up dead a couple of days later. Not to worry. I can fix her. <laughs> Watch out for that basketball. <laughs> That's an easy one, man. Come on. I know somebody out there has got it. All right. That's it for us this weekend, mates. Thank you very much for joining me. Let me know who I am next week. Uh, the Mental Health Hotline, again, is area code 775-387-0275. Or you get us on the email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. Um, we do have a Patreon campaign running. You could take ownership of the month of July. It's yours for a small $5 donation. I'm also going to send you a t-shirt and a coffee mug. Uh, $5 will get you that. You pick our theme or give us a list of random horror movies you want us to cover, and we'll be happy to do that for you. PaddedRoomPodcast.com. That's where you find out all you need to know about that. You'll find the Patreon link there. Uh, you find out anything you need to know about us, our affiliate programs in the Padded Room Network, Monica, Buddy, anybody at all. Uh, there might even be some dick pics up there. Not of mine. You don't want to see mine. I hear Buddy's got a nice schlong on him, but I don't, I can't, I've never seen it myself. I don't want to see it, but regardless, that's about it for, uh, that. Like, comment, subscribe, wherever you found this show. Of course, that helps our visibility out quite a bit. And, uh, with that being said, inmates, for Monica in absentia, Buddy also in absentia, solo shows, high-flying acrobats at the apartment poolside, um, slip and slides that I forgot to mention, uh, vengeful ghosts who really shouldn't be able to, uh, kill 
renowned scientist, but whatever. If that's what you want, it's fine. Uh, documentaries about real haunted houses. Uh, Blu-rays. DVDs with all kinds of extra bonus features. And the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Put my hands up, dance with the heat drive.